The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. When you gotta love it, it's good like it should be Makes you never wanna give it up Cause you know that some people die for love And I believe it's true cause I do the same for you Good morning, you're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, California. Streaming online at KUCI.org and podcasting on iTunes. Welcome to Fighting for Love. This show will help you turn conflict into collaboration in all your relationships. I'm Lloyd, the show's engineer, and your host is Mari Frank, an attorney mediator since 1985. She's the author of several books, including Negotiations, Breakthroughs, and Fighting for Love. She's a mediator for the Orange County Superior Court Civil Mediation Panel, and she mediates business, employment, divorce, privacy, and other civil cases in her private practice in Laguna Niguel, California. Mari's a professor of negotiations and conflict management and has been a certified state bar trainer for over 25 years. She teaches leadership and conflict management courses at Brandman University and here at UCI, and she trains corporate leaders' powerful communication and conflict transformation skills. To learn more about the show and our great guests, please visit conflicthealing.com. Mari, what's your show about this morning? Well, Lloyd, today our show is about our basic needs when in our relationships, you know, and how do we how do we figure out what we want to be and how we want to be loved and the ways in which our needs can be met. And so we are going to be talking with my dear friend and co-author Leonard Simchuk. We are author co-authors of the book Fighting for Love: Turn Conflict into Intimacy: A Couple's Guide. So let me tell you a little bit about Leonard. We've been going through some of the issues that we have in our chapters. Actually, this comes uh, this show today is going to be chapter three and that is a big one how do we get our needs met let me tell you a little bit about Leonard if you haven't heard him before he's been on the show many times talking about his other books and talking about this one so Leonard is a great author speaker psychotherapist and life coach and for the past 40 years he's been working in, with people in Australia and America as an educator and therapist and he was the director of the Family Therapy Program at the Marriage and Family Center in beautiful Sydney, Australia. And later he worked with the Family Institute at Northwestern University in Chicago, where I'm from. He's the author of The Roadmap Home, Your GPS to Inner Peace, an Amazon bestseller, as well as the novel Cuckoo Forevermore, which is a lighthearted satire on psychotherapy, which he knows very well. He is the co-author with me on our forthcoming book, Fighting for Love, Turn Conflict into Intimacy, A Couple's Guide. Leonard conducts fabulous seminars on personal and spiritual growth, and he counsels and coaches clients in in Orange County and anywhere where he is asked. He is, uh, there's great 
information about him at roadmaphome.com and of course at conflicthealing.com. You'll see his picture, his bio, JPEGs of his books, and we link to his website, roadmaphome.com. Leonard, it's great to have you back in the studio. Oh, it's always great to be back with you, Mari, as we delve more into the turbulent waters of conflict. And and conflict and intimacy. Because everybody, and you know, I'm sure everybody who's listening here whether they're driving on the freeway or they're sitting in their campus room, everyone wants to be loved. There's no question about it. Everyone wants to be loved. That is a heartfelt need that we all have. When we're born, we have this yearning to be loved, to be attached to a caregiver, and that continues on throughout life. Yes, we want to be connected. So since this chapter, the name of the chapter that we're talking about right now is What Do You Need and What Do You Want? And that is not always so easy. But let's talk about what are some of our basic needs, Leonard? Well, Abraham Maslow um, talked about the hierarchy of needs. He's one of the um, oh, the originators of really exploring this whole needs and popularizing them. So we have different needs based on from our physiological needs to our emotional needs, need to be loved and cared for, need to feel safe, need to be uh, stimulated mentally, all the way up to uh, being self-actualized. But we all have this need, as we talked before, to really be in a loving connection uh, as children, we're there to bond with our caregivers, to feel loved and cared for. And that carries on through life. We do look for a partner who also will provide us with that same love and connection. And if we never receive that growing up, that becomes a longing, a quest for us to find and have those needs satisfied. Now, one of the things about needs, though, Mari, is that Often growing up, we're taught not to identify our needs. We're taught to just go along with the program, empty the garbage, uh, do your homework, do what you have to do, and sometimes we forget about our needs, which often buries them and then can be a source of conflict in relationships. And sometimes we, we don't even um, understand what our needs are. No. So for you, if I ask you, Mari, what, 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 do, what do individuals, couples really need in a relationship? Well, I think it's not always easy. It, it, for me, it isn't. Sometimes I have to really question myself. I have to write down, what am I thinking? What am I needing? Um, because sometimes we have a feeling that we need something like, you know, I'll grab an ice cream bar when I when I'm really feeling like sad or something you know so that isn't what I really need I don't need to go and eat something I really need some kind of connection and so I think when we go deep enough that we can look at first of all there's there's various levels of needs we can look at our core values what do I need what do I do I need spirituality I know for me if I wasn't in a relationship with my husband in a spiritual way I don't think I could be in that relationship. That's a core value for me. I need that. I need to be with someone that shares that spiritual nature. Um, so religion, spirituality, children, family, money. Money is another need. You know, how if I look at my core need in terms of finances, I, I need to feel that we are, you know, able to make ends meet, that we're not going to be going out gambling. That's, that's a need for me to feel secure, for me to feel safe. That's a need. I also have a need to be with someone who's honest. 
and have integrity. Those are some of my core needs and I and a need for intimacy. Some people don't want intimacy. They're they're fine to be like, you know, friends and lovers only when they need to be. But some people need more intimacy. So that's another core need. I wonder if I, I love all those core needs. Those are just yeah, wonderful. Yeah, I can yeah. relate to those. Yeah. I think there's another really core need, and that is a need to express ourselves and to be heard. Because it's really important. I think we all yearn to just share what is truly in our heart, to be true to ourselves, and to be heard, to have a witness, a partner, to recognize and hear who we really are. That's a part of the mirroring that children, as children grow up, they need to have their feelings and thoughts mirrored by a parent, and that gives them a sense of who they really are. It solidifies their sense of identity and self-confidence and self-esteem in a relationship. Don't you think, Mari? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and we need another core need is to be respected, right? I mean, to be respected, to be acknowledged, to be appreciated, those are core needs that people need and and then you know then we have some other needs that are that maybe are unique to us but we all have needs and i think if we go to the deepest needs like what if you write down you know what you want in a partner you want an honest person you want a loving person you want someone who will hear you you want someone who will share with you their thoughts who will be open who will make you feel safe right so and and secure and 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 be able to be vulnerable without being kicked in the teeth, right? Exactly. And so some of the needs that I didn't get met growing up, they may be more paramount. So let's say if I grew up in a very abusive family and I felt abused or neglected, that may be a paramount need. I need to feel safe Safe. in a relationship Mm -hmm. for me to even express myself. So that may be really very key that they're looking for a partner where create some safety yeah and sometimes we get myopic in our vision i have a friend whose father was an alcoholic and she never felt safe and she was always fearful of alcoholism and so the paramount thing for her was to be with a man that would not drink so he has some other things that he treats her terrible but her feeling is because he doesn't drink then you know, that's all that was important to her, which is an interesting <laughs> approach. But, um, you know, I, I, I wouldn't say that that would be enough for me, but, but apparently it is for her. Well, you know, there may be one other need that uh, we haven't touched on is the need for separateness and togetherness. Right. That's a really, I see this all the time in couples in therapy. One partner has a greater need for autonomy and separateness. Another has a greater need for togetherness and connection. And so part of it is, is the negotiation. Well, how much togetherness time, how much separateness time, because one may have a greater need in one area and another uh, a greater need in, in, let's say, separateness. So then yeah. that can create some conflict. Yeah, and having some kind of balance and negotiating that. So that if you if you need to connect, sometimes if your partner doesn't want to connect all the time, then that other partner has to learn to have other friends or family members that they can spend time with. So that if you do really love each other and want to be together and, and that is an issue of conflict, then you can negotiate some alternatives so that, you know, if you're too independent, then you don't connect. If you're too dependent, then you smother. <laughs> So it's it's finding that it's having that balance of the two of so that um, you can have the so you can be free and independent and yeah. independence means you bring new ideas from the outside into the relationship right. 
uh, versus always being smothered together. Right. They say this. it's like the example is to have the wind blow between you. Be close enough to look in each other's eyes, but have the wind blow between you and be able to be separate but individual. Now, I want to take us to another arena, which is often a source of conflict. Okay. And that is how do couples in a relationship, how do they convey to their partner what they need? You know, that can be a difficult thing because sometimes I know some people feel that if you're saying, I need this, they feel like they're not adequate. Okay, if you say, um, I need more affection, or, you know, I, I need to be hugging you more, or something like that. The or I need you to hug me. Yeah, or even mm-hmm. say, I, I need more hugging. Even that, somebody might feel like, oh, you know, I'm not good enough. I'm not doing something right. So I think that is also a delicate balance to be able to say what you need in a way that doesn't make the person feel uncomfortable. So that's not always an easy thing. Some people you can say, you know, um, I, I really need to have children. You know, I, 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 that's really an important thing for me. When do you want to have kids? I, I would really like to have children. I think sometimes it's easier to say, I would really love if we could do this. Um, I would really love for you to do this because when we have needs we want that other person to maybe meet that need right sometimes i can meet my own needs if if i'm lonely and my spouse wants to go fishing i can call up a friend and do something i don't you know i'm not going to be all freaked out about it you know i can find other ways but if if i need something from my spouse or i need something from my loved one right don't i have to somehow convey that I need you to do this or I'm asking if you can do this how do we do it without making it's this male female thing too isn't it yes yes well you know the thing is the first step is really just being clear that I have a need that's unmet so how do you do that well uh, how do you say that usually if there's a conflict (laughs) if there's a conflict I for many years I had to I remember going to a conference many many years ago and the whole conference is about finding out what do I need want and desire and distinguishing between to three right and then i i began saying well what do i need and what do i want and what do i desire i kept on asking myself throughout the day what do i need want and desire because mm-hmm. most of us do not do that so no. what do i need at this moment in time so let's say if i'm meeting a friend what do i need there always is a need for any interaction any yes. th- experience we have maybe right. a need if i'm hungry i need to eat or i right. need to experience some some different types of food in a relationship i need to feel connected right. or i need to be mentally stimulated right and and so part of it is to identify that and then to convey it to our partner that i'll tell you mari in all the counseling i do with couples so many couples say well he should know what i need <laughs> read my mind yeah. right <laughs> he should why should i have to tell him what i need because he knows me he should know me he's lived with me 25 years <laughs> he should know he should be able to read my mind right? yes yes but the, i mean the key is that i have to know what i need and then i have to convey it right. and then how i convey it is crucial because i can convey it in a very demanding way right. which means my partner is not going to be all that happy to do it right or i can convey it in a request Yes. You know, if I say, give me a a hug because I need a hug. Well, well, okay. Or, you know, I'd like to request a hug. I really would love a hug. I'm feeling feeling kind of sad or I'm feeling I'd like to feel more connected. Mm -hmm. Are you available to give me a hug? Right. Wow, that's a nice request that the the partner is more amenable to satisfy. Right. Right. 
instead of a demand, like you said, asking in a loving way is a really important thing. But I think you're right, because sometimes the need is not decided. There's a difference between a need and a want. And sometimes what you want is something that um, is not as crucial, right? Yeah, so I could, uh, I could want some ice cream. Right. But is it a real need? I'm, you know, I have a need for food and hunger, but I'm, I may want uh, oh, dim sim or some, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> some right, other right. kind of food. Right. Um, so the want is, is it can be more material or whatever. A need mm-hmm. is more kind of a basic thing that really, really satisfies my physical, mm-hmm. emotional, mental, spiritual needs. Right. Uh, that really, really addresses that. I remember uh, a friend of mine many years ago who uh, I was kind of counseling him in a way that he had fallen in love with this woman that looked like a Barbie doll. And he said, I really want her. She's so gorgeous. She said this. And then I would point out to him some of the challenges he's had with her. She was cheating on him. She All these things. He goes, I just want her so badly. But I said, "Do you? what do you want? In a relationship, what do you need in a relationship? You know, and sure enough, they ended up getting a divorce. So, mm-hmm. uh, what he wanted was not what he needed. Yes. So that's uh, it's it's a it's trying to figure that out, which is not so easy. And sometimes the word desire takes us to even another place. So if I said to you, Mari, what do you really desire? Mm-hmm. That takes you even to a I desire like a, a deep connection with a partner i desire a soulmate where i feel we're really able to communicate very deeply with one another right that we're able to mm, create a cocoon of love that we can feel safe and Mm -hmm. secure Mm -hmm. yeah yeah all right so how do you identify needs that have been buried i mean that you must deal with all the time in your therapy sessions that's very difficult because uh, usually conflict me occurs because needs are not being met right and so the conflict is basically a statement it's an opportunity to take a look at what need is not being met so you know if it's a couple are fighting over some issue it could be even finances it could be about sex it could be about chores whatever it is Mm -hmm. there is a need let's say maybe a need for more collaboration cooperation a need to work together on a project a, a, a need to feel united in a vision or a need for appreciation and attention you know sometimes these are some very basic i just need some attention i just need to feel appreciated and uh, we're fighting because i just don't feel appreciated and that kind of goes back to what we talked about in our our last show which was the needs of a child you know so sometimes something is so buried that we we, we don't think about our childhood. We don't think, well, our childhood affects us now. It's like going back to like, what does this remind me of from the past? What does this remind me of? What is my need? What was my need as a little kid? Because we talked about that before. So if it's buried, it might be something from... 30, 40 years ago, right? That's so true. Ago. You know, I was thinking, I grew up in a um, uh, single parent on the south side of Chicago, and my mom was a factory worker. We had just two bedrooms. So my two sisters were in one bedroom, and my brother and I had bunk beds in another bedroom, plus my mother's dresser. Plus, And so I have a need for my own personal space because I did not get that. So I'm one that I really need my own personal space because growing up, I didn't have personal space. Right. I shared everything <laughs> with everybody. Right. And, and so um, you have to take a look at what... 
what was what need was not satisfied growing up and that often can become an issue i remember when i was was um uh, after I got first married in Chicago, and uh, my wife Mary Lou would put her some things on my my <laughs> desk. A dresser or something. It was yeah. my desk, and that was the only thing that was mine. <laughs> and I get irritated. That's mine. She said, "Well, what's the big deal? I just put a few things on your." But that's mine. You know. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, and that's when you have to think about why am I why am I getting so crazy about something? You know. What is it that, that's in me from the past that didn't get? And I guess when you could tell your partner, look, I never had this before, then they can, can maybe be more understanding and realize that this is a huge issue for you if she put something on your desk. And it wouldn't, for her, it would have been nothing. But for you, it's a very, you know, a crucial aspect of your life of, of just having your own autonomy that's right even everyday issues like everyday issues uh people are fighting but sometimes everyday issues right aren't really there's something underneath the everyday issues can you talk about yeah. that Yeah. oh that is so true i see that all the time in mediation people will talk about things that will bother them or, or i had this couple once that they were very very wealthy they had a lot to to divide everything was so easy to divide until we got to these dishes and that seemed like the most mundane, simple thing, Bavarian dishes. Okay, so Bavarian dishes, you order another set from Bavaria. They had the money to do it. They could do it. They could look it up. They could buy it. And it became a huge issue. But it wasn't about the dishes. It was about their feelings of, of that connection that's now breaking up. That, that they really, that was what they bought on their honeymoon 30 years before, and they both wanted it. They just wanted to hold on to that memory. So that's just, you know, an example that just kind of blew me away because I thought, what is this? Or if people fight about, um, you know, you didn't clean up this thing, you know, which is not a big deal after dinner, you know. It's like, okay, what is that really about? You know, is it really about that you didn't clean up, or is it about you want to control that person? Because sometimes there are control issues. So I think if you go deeper, when you fight about the same thing over and over again, it may have something to do with that. But really and truly, it might be about control. It might be about respect. You don't respect me if you're constantly, you know, if I ask you to put the toilet seat down after you go pee-pee, you know, and you don't do it. It's like you don't respect me. I think, you know what I'm saying? It's really not about the silly things. It always is something about being appreciated, being respected, being acknowledged, being, uh, a pr you know, heard, whatever. And a lot of these things, you, you uh, alluded to that uh, earlier, uh, it, issues can be about control. And that when power struggles occur in relationships, it means that these two individuals are wanting to exert control as to who is in charge of the relationship. So how you squeeze the toothpaste, you put the toilet rolls on there, <laughs> it can be an issue of control. And I think that's an issue that all couples have to negotiate and deal with and realize, well, how can we work together so that we ha we're working on our common vision so we have a win-win doesn't mean it has to be my way but it's how can we do it our way in a way that's unique to us right you know and you and i have asked people who've been married a long time you know what is the key yes to, to your happiness you know and they and they always seem to say just letting her be her letting him be him that's so true 
you know, and just respecting, just respecting him, respecting her, respecting boundaries, which is another chapter that we have on boundaries. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think, you know, while we're talking about needs, Mari, it'd be really important to talk about the different needs of men and women, because gender issues are so huge. Yes. You know, so that if, as men and women, we relate to the world differently, and we have different needs emotional, physical needs, sexual needs. So, uh, yeah. why don't you leap in and l- start the conversation? Yeah. Well, you know, I hate to stereotype, and especially, <laughs> you know, because it, not everybody's the same. But there are certain things, you know, with, with our brain connectors that men and women are a little different, although that's changing as we're evolving, and especially with same-sex marriages and all that. But basically, you know, women use talk to, to make rapport, right? And men report. <laughs> men are there to report. When Lloyd comes home and he's been fishing, he reports to me. And then I'll ask him all these questions about, well, what you know, what you guys talk about? How did you relate? You know, that wasn't what he wants to tell me about. He wants to report about the fish that they didn't get, or someone bringing bananas on board, or whatever it is. So that's it's a bit like uh, <laughs> it's, it's like men go fishing and they spend the whole day not talking. <laughs> While they're fishing. I remember when my son and I go fishing, we say, shh, shh, let's, 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 right. we don't want to scare the fish. Right. So we're not talking, whereas women, they want to be sharing about what's going on and the bait that they're using and stuff like that. Exactly. So, and, and women, you know, what they're trying to do, they're trying to build relationships. And men, they're just trying to share information with each other, right? And women are much more comfortable um, allowing people to ask them questions while they're talking. You know, if I'm talking with a girlfriend and she stops me to say, oh, my gosh, so what, what, you know, what, what was going on while that's happening? And then I don't mind that. But men are especially upset, usually, when you interrupt them, where it's okay for a woman to interrupt another one if they're asking a question that shows that they're listening. And so that's, that's another thing. So if I interrupt Lloyd, he's not going to like it when he's trying to tell me something. Whereas if I would be talking about the same issue with a friend, they'd say, oh, yeah, and this happened. So it, it's, it's a different style. It's um, a bit like men really value respect, and so that might be an issue of respect with Women value being cherished. And so, again, this is a need, a need to be respected. So if you're not interrupting me, you're respecting what I have to say. Right. And uh, what I, you're listening to what I'm saying, <laughs> uh, whereas women want to be cherished. And so uh, suggesting or interacting is a, is a form of a question asking shows, questions. Shows yeah, cherishing. it shows me that you're really interested in what I have to say. That's how I view it as mm-hmm. a woman. Another one is women focus on empathy. They empathize with each other, where men focus quite a bit on sympathy. Though They want to fix things. They want to be sympathetic. And women are more comfortable sharing their emotions than men on the whole, although you're very good at bringing that out in men. And women will brainstorm. This is another thing um, that I noticed a lot. Women will brainstorm aloud, okay? And a lot of times men will want to brainstorm in their own head before they start to talk. So they'll think it through before they say something. A woman will actually think as she's speaking. So I think that's another thing. And a woman will more easily apologize. You know, if, if something happens with Lloyd, even if it's not my fault, I'll, sign, I'll, I'll find myself saying, oh, I'm so sorry that happened to you. And men won't do that. They'll say they're sorry if they did something wrong. So, again, those are just some of the things. Well, you know, I think this goes into our conditioning. I always think of the, the element of play with children. 
girls are playing house, they're playing dolls, the dolls are interacting with each other, they're dressing them up, and they have this conversation that <laughs> these dolls are having with one another. Yeah. What do boys do when they're growing up? They're competing, they're playing sports with one another, they're not apologizing to one another. No. <laughs> they are trying to win. Right. So in boys' games, it's it's about we- winning, it's about competing, it's about dominance, it's about asserting authority. And so these are these two ways that boys and girls are growing up and learn about relationships. Then you put these two, a little boy and a little girl, in the <laughs> body of a woman and a man, learning how to right. relate to each other. Right. And women will, you know, men will be looking at like the rules of the game. And women will be looking at, well, that's not fair. (laughs) So, again, this is, aside from other things, I mean, that causes conflict because of our styles. We might think, well, if I can't ask him questions, then he doesn't respect that I have questions about what he's doing. You know, so we, we kind of make assumptions. And whenever we assume, that's a mistake. But we are just just about out of time with so much going on means we need to finish we need to finish both (laughs) of us need that's our need right now thank you leonard you're so wonderful Uh, it's always a pleasure being with you mari okay you're listening to kuci 88.9 fm Irvine and kuci.org on the net i'm mari frank join us every monday morning at 8 a.m no at 8 30 a.m and visit our website at conflicthealing.com thanks The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents.